crazy. I was about to light my candle, you know, it's getting romantic. <laughs> That's a good idea, you know. Oh, Sean, I hope you're not boring today, by the way. Like, I hope you're entertaining. Bro, what the hell? I'm he joking. That's my own podcast and tells me I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> Yeah, cold. That's that. Wow. Crazy. Three, four times a week with the missus. Once a week, we would bite. Wow, she's not around. That's nice, man. Ice Spice is the same as Ruby Rose. What's cold. your tennis match saying? How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was a National Club League match. So I had to, they literally rang me up. They were like, triple threat. We need you back here. So I just, I, I drove. Threat. Is that what I, they I call drove, you? No, that's what they call me, bro. Um, I drove back. Uh, played, it was like one singles, one double, so it was not nice and easy. So, patterned it a little, little single straight sets victory, double straight sets victory, and then uh, drove back up after a little roast dinner, mate. Can't go, can't go wrong. Wow, literally, literally, quick turnaround. Harry, Harry's um, big into his tennis, he's played at a decent level. That that would be quite a good matchup, actually. I would lose, would it? Lose. Nah. See, see, he says this, but this is coming from him, like. He's played a lot less tennis than I have, so he thinks I play at a decent level. But then, if you played me, you would like mm. with me. Well, no, when, when was the last time you picked up a racket? Yesterday. Oh, there you go, bro. I thought you were going to say something like two months ago. I know. I play, <laughs> I play like uh, weekly, and then if my miss is around, we probably play like three or four times a week. You say your mates or your misses? You said misses. Yeah, I've said misses. Yeah, cold. That's that. Wow. Crazy. Three, four times a week with the misses. Once a week, we would bite. Wow, she's not around. That's nice, man. But off, uh, you know what? Because the the courts, the club I play at in Manchester, the Northern, they've just opened up all their grass courts and shit. So um, I, I was down there yesterday and like, yeah. mate, it's, oh, there's like, there's seven of them open now. And like, all the all the pros are down there like hitting for like, to train for Wimbledon and stuff. So I was like, Wimbledon. Yeah, I was already like so all the players that are down there that like aren't going to the French that didn't qualify for the French, they're already yeah. like practicing for the grass courts. Um so we, I was down there yesterday and like just just having a hit and then like I was just walking around the club and all these like pros were walking like Naomi Brody, Liam Brody, like all these like women's like top one hundred were just down there training. Like it was crazy. Well, what you but, trying to go there today or what? I might do, bro. You know what? Sun's out. I'm trying to play some tennis today. Yeah, but I, I, I might do actually. It depends. My my last exam came out yesterday, so I thought, well, let me give myself a couple of days off first, and then uh, and then then I'll tackle it. But who knows? I might, might be down there later. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, mm. should, should we actually introduce everyone? Because that was that was a yeah, sorry. That we started off on the wrong foot. Listen, I'm here, joined with my usual co-partner, Harrison. Bonjour, beautiful day. Harrison, how are you? Um, it is, oh, it's a beautiful day. That's, I'm, I'm lovely. That's, so we need to say, um, I'm buzzing to be here. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's lovely to hear. And listen, we've got a big guest today. <laughs> listen, this guy, it's long overdue this, I think, like Tom Burnett. Um, what can I say about the man? I'll, I'll save that for the eulogy for this funeral, but no. Anyway, um, he's he's what's your nickname? Like triple threat or something? Age three triple threat. Anything involving number three? Do you know what I mean? It's called. Okay, safe. Um, yeah, it's Tom Burnett. Everyone, uh, thanks wow. for coming on. Mate, How are you 
an absolute I'm pr- it's an honor I'm privileged to be here man wow. I thought even though this is on zoom yeah candles lit yeah romantic I'm, I'm cologned up mate I'm, I thought I'd smell nice for you man even though it's on zoom wow I'm like I'm gap <laughs> oh man it's good to have you Tom it's good to have you listen um yeah let's just get straight into it basically no one not a lot of people know this but this originally this podcast originally started as a little self-improvement do you know what I mean a self-improvement podcast so um I just want to ask you what does that mean to you and like how do you feel about that how do you feel about the current culture of self-improvement is there cultural self-improvement like just tell me about that that's well but we're starting off in the, in the deep end but I like it cool look uh, so personally and then it, it also depends a lot on who you surround yourself with as well and like yeah. whether that actually gives you an environment for your own self-improvement because a lot of people you know are just surrounded by absolute schmucks that are just like never never actually take any any form of responsibility or or, or look at themselves um which is why I'd say, I mean, I'm sure you agree as well. That's why I think it's so good that we're surrounded by good people. Um, because then that actually, you know, you can then take that and you then improve as a person more with them, but also by yourself. But um, it's, it's a real weird one as well, because for me, like coming to uni, like it, you, it's so much self-improvement in, sh- in such, such a short space of time, like in three years. Um, like, so I don't know, I haven't seen much from you to be fair, but like for me, um you know it's like going all the, all the, all the stress of, of, of exams and then like meeting new people and then you got have such a rush like the thing I, I found most you have such a rush like seeing everyone being around everyone the yeah. whole time and then it's actually you sort of by yourself and you got a lot of time on your own hands when you're by yourself and that was the biggest thing for me I think learning how to like be comfortable with just doing things on my own it's so easy to fall in with the wrong crowd really like there are people that probably like by the time you're halfway through your teenage years, if you've like got the wrong friends, then you could literally be going down the wrong way for like the rest of your life, just purely because you like reinforce each other's like shit behavior or attitude, and then you end up down the drain together. And then like everyone who's like got yeah, a good friendship around them is like fine. If you man do it, I'll do it. Attitude, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you do fraud, I'll do fraud. Yeah, <laughs> you fraud. I- Bro, wow. To be uh, fair, if, if if I listened to half the stuff f- a few people said and actually did it, then you know I don't know where where I'd be. But you have to have a little bit of self control. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I feel like I think you hit the nail on the head. To be honest, that was a good summary of of uni essentially. Um, yeah, and involved in that is like you're growing up, taking difficult decisions, like you're a proper adult, basically. And you're right, it's like a confined environment. So I think times on your own are pretty rare, but when they like when they do come, they kind of like hit you more. Do you know what I mean? But especially for the first time as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. And that's that's only gonna get like because also most people are moving on this year as well. So it's gonna be really mm. weird because like I I don't think people clock. I definitely I certainly haven't clocked about how mad it is that and I was actually talking to my friend about this this morning, like when I woke up, like he was just he sent me a little uh, a little DM on Instagram of this meme that was just like when you realise you can't see your boys for lunch every day or something like that at the library, like something like that. Yeah. It was just like, at, at what point? Like, if I'm I'm in the blue, blue free enjoying my day, sun's out, yeah. 
I can just be like, off you and join me outside in two minutes for lunch, bro. And you'll just come. Yeah. Like, then now, sort of like, I don't think everyone clocks how mad it is that like all yeah. of your friends are just like two minutes away from you the whole time. Yeah. Um, so even, even when you are alone and you're hanging out by yourself, you know, you, you don't really feel like that. Whereas I feel like next year when everyone moves on, everyone's in different places. Like mm. it's going to be really, really weird. Yeah, like, definitely. We're not all going to be accessible to each other, um, mm. which will take some time to adjust with. Harry, have you felt that? Harry, sh- Harry just graduated last year anyway. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I like, I, this, see, this is the thing. This is where I, I think I'll say this every time we talk about uni. My experience was like, so kind of like, diff- like I, I don't know if I was insular, like if I kept myself apart from other people in first year or like it was as a result of me already feeling that way like I had a really small campus like there was no one on that campus I had like 12 people in my course so like and I was late to like the first day where you're meant to meet everyone or I missed the first day where you're meant to meet everyone so like I I didn't get like this big room full of people and free beer and shit I got here are the 12 people that do the same subject as you and that's it and then so like I I did find it quite lonely personally just because like there weren't that many opportunities to do things. So I say really small campus, like no societies. It's a really aging population. So there's not actually that many things for people to do around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one nightclub and it's the best nightclub there because it's the only nightclub, but in our hometown, it's the worst nightclub. So like... <laughs> It, it just wasn't like a good place for a student in terms of having fun and so like yeah loneliness for me was actually a really big thing like I would like lay in my room and no one would be doing anything like the most that would ever happen would be like someone would just like hey do you want to come around and smoke and I don't smoke so like yeah not really yeah so, for me no I won't go are we allowed to say like where you went to uni, like because sure. it's near Tom? Yeah, UCA. It's, it's, it's Epsom. Epsom. That's where I was born, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I was born in Epsom Hospital. Crazy, <laughs> boring. But I can imagine it's not a very good place for a night out. Boring. So, yeah, man. I don't even know what's in Epsom. Do you even have like a fever? Is there a fever? Yeah, that's it. Something that's like it. that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that is that is so me. There's like I'm not, I'm not even a loving man myself, but there's just a massive spoons and that's and a fever and that's it. Like mm. and the spoons get taken over by school kids anyway, so it's like really not worth it. Crazy. Did you, did you, when you were at Epsom, did you like ever where where would you like if there was a night out, would you always just stay at Epsom or would you go to Guildford or something like that? Or like Kingston? Yeah. People usually go to Kingston, yeah. I mean, I mostly went to Central if I went out, for, and that was like, yeah, ripping my bank account to show. Because I imagine the Kingston prison was quite popular, though. That's where everyone probably went. It was busted. Why are you pointing things at me, bro? For real? What do you know? I've not stepped foot in, in Kingston prison once, bro. I've never been to a prison, actually. But I've just heard there are like some crazy. It's just, yeah, it's a bit of a weird place. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was meant to go there one night, like actually on my birthday with my mates, and 
we got the we like we'd prepped quite hard, so we got to the bus stop to like get the Kingston bus. Got on the first bus that came. It took us straight into Epsom Town Centre outside Fever, and we were like, okay, fuck it, we're going to Fever then instead of prison. But sick, and it's mm. I can't imagine like how much probably better that night would have been if it wasn't inside a fever. I'm pretty sure one of my mates right. got in a fight with one of my course mates, which was sick. But like, I had my mates from back home and like he just started, I think he spilled one of their drinks and then started shouting at them for spilling his drink. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Leave them alone the rest of the night. And then he dropped the bouncer at tenor for some cigs and that was his life mm. crazy tom's more of a house party person aren't you yeah i huh yeah no it I was um say. it was first first yeah wow house parties look the, the first um the first year i obviously couldn't go clubbing um yeah. and and second second year we could um so that was, I think, we went, we went out more than now. Like, even if like all the boys were on it, and there was like all 15, 20 of us like going, I'm not sure. I'd need to, I'd need to be quite drunk to like enjoy it loads. I think like I'm not sure how much I'd enjoy standing in the club sober because I feel like you know you, you've you've got to be the type of person to enjoy a club. Like no, not 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 a bad. That's not a bad thing, but like, um, you know, but it's, like whereas house parties, they're just more sociable. You can actually talk to people. Um, yeah. And you can also enjoy house party sober as well, which is quite, which is a nice thing. Yeah, um, that's yeah. true. Um, obviously, Harry's uh, talking there about how there wasn't many societies, but you've kind of immersed yourself in a number of things. Like, firstly, playing two sports has helped mm. you massively, right? Yeah. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, well, it was the tennis and the football. Um, because I even, I went, but like, literally the first year, I was like, screw it, I'm just going to just go to trials for, like, badminton and shit. I was just like, let's just do it all. Um, that's where I met Dylan first time, like, badminton really? trials. Uh, he was just, he was such a dick as well, bro. I'm, I'm literally, I'm telling you, man. We've I've already, I've already told you about this, but it was so funny because we, we, we were, um, I rocked up. And obviously, for the people that know Dylan that are, that are listening to this, you know Dylan, innit? And uh, the first time I, I rocked up to badminton trials, and uh, so, like, tennis was always my, my thing. Like, um, mm. that was the sport I'm, I play now. And, like, that was what I was going for, number one. But I was like, we can't, can't hurt to do badminton. So I rocked up. And there, there was Dylan on the second court. And I ended up just randomly out of chance. I was just put into a doubles match with him. He was my partner. Um, and just, we, had, we had no idea, like, who each, each of us were. Um, and, like, we were just both grumpy. And, like, he was, I would make a mistake. And he was, like, trying to tell me, like, how to move around the badminton court and... And I was like, it was just like, bro, I met you guy, and he's telling me, yeah, yeah, two, two step here, there, bang, right foot, foot. I was like, bro, crazy. Um, <laughs> and then, like, literally four days later, um, I went around to a, to a flat, and he was just there. And yeah. then that was that, mate. So it's just like random interactions through sport definitely helps. Um, mm. And it was like the, the way I met all, the, like, because I met basically all of you, all of my friends through one person, through Doyle, and then, like, he knew Dev, and it all was sort of, friends to friends became one big thing yeah. um but i remember getting to the i joined some like facebook group chat with like a it was like a manchester lads whatsapp chat and i just i just joined it bro um 
and then uh, like literally my second day at Freshers Week, someone put on the chat, oh, like five-a-side football, um, mm. meet at the Armitage in like 10 minutes. So then like 25 people turned up. Wow. Um, and as we went to the Armitage, there was a group of another 10 walking out of the Armitage. So it was, we ended up being like 35 of us. And the group that had just walked out were the one that had Doyle in it, I'm living with now. And he yeah. was like, oh, yeah, no, you can't play in the Armitage. You can't do it. So then everyone just walked to Platfield. It's had like a 20 v 20 game of football. Um, and then just one of the people that I spoke to on the way home was Doyle. And then bang, I was in his flat that night for drinks. So, like, wow. it's just weird. Yeah, that is weird. He also, yeah, Harry, he also lives with Dylan now as well, which is, which is mad. Um, that is a cool story. Dylan's quite flat. Little cute in a film kind of story. Yeah, exactly. Dylan's um he's quite an established badminton player, so he is, bro. But obviously, career derailed by shin splints. Yeah, that's true. Bless the him. Sad one. Actually, I um, would hate this one. He is. Personally, I'd be so pissed off if I was like playing something and like someone came in and was telling me how to play it. Like, even even if fair enough, like if you're at trials, just don't talk to me. Like, I don't know you. Just, just let me do my thing. Oh, wait, wait, that's me. It was trials, bro. It was like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like a big, big tennis guy in it. So I was basically playing badminton like it was tennis. Like I, I, I didn't have like the proper like wrist technique and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and and he, he was clearly a very technically rigid person. Like he, he knew what he was doing. Um, but I thought I thought a girl on anyway. And to be honest, I didn't end up. He was the only person that I met from badminton. But mm. yeah, it was, it was funny. So, so you go down the tennis route at uni. Mm -hmm. Um, what you you played? Did you play in the first over first and second year, or like what teams? Yeah, so what did teams work for you? It was first team. First year was the first team, but we didn't have any matches because COVID. The buck season was cancelled. Um, and then second and third year were second team, um, because we just had a load of good players come in. And it's just like. Um, you sort of, I was sort of playing like second seed of the seconds out of six in, in, like in a team of six. So um, good level, but it just like some years you just get loads of good players coming in, some years you don't. Um, so I've been quite lucky that we've had a lot of good players, like, and some of them are PhD students and stuff and master students that have like been around to play. Mm. Um, then uh, this, what's interesting is this year, loads of us are leaving. So next year, um, they basically need a load of good players to come in. But um, it was, and like, because this year I've been um, president of the club as well. So like doing all the stuff like trials and everything, like that was, that was just basically me choosing the teams, which was quite, which was quite fun. So yeah. Have you, um have you harnessed the responsibility of being president this year? It's been a lot to be fair, like, um, but we, we did win club of the year. So um Back, back to back as well, baby. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah, we did it last year and then we did it again this year. Um, were, you, were you president last year or just this year? No, nah, nah. Someone so, else was. So you um, can just say you haven't actually, you know, you've stagnated really. You, but well, that, there we go, mate. There we go. You, you're pointing out the obvious there. But no, nah, it was um, it was like the start of the year, mate. I, I, first semester, I started my lectures five weeks behind. Um, because like all the taster sessions, the freshers fair, running the trials was like over a week and then I had to sort the teams out. And then like you have all these 
the socials, all these people coming in, like the the Fowler Field sessions that I was coaching was like, that was taking up all my time. It was like five hours a day. So it was just like, it was a lot of work. And then the people in my committee, like my, 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 my vice president, Jen, Andy and Sid, they basically took over the running of all the admin stuff and they, they smashed it. So um, sort of a lot of effort at the start and over summer to prepare. But then like, once the year got going, it's sort of like after November, it sort of chilled out a bit, which, which, which was nice. Yeah. I heard from a little birdie. Well, this this is actually you. From... You played at Junior Wimbledon, though. Uh, I, I played I played the road to Wimbledon, yeah, and lost in the, in, in the final. Oh, that is yeah. crazy. Mate, heartbreaking. This guy, I can't remember his name, but I think, I think his first name was Sam, but I don't know his surname. Um, but he was just, uh, I remember that because, and, and the, the annoying thing about the Rhodes Wimbledon tournaments is they don't do it. They stop doing it once you reach, like you go above 17, 18. Um, mm. I don't think you can, I don't think the tournament runs for over 17 year olds. Um, so it was sort of like a, I had like one, one shot sort of thing. Um, and like, I, I remember the tournament bracket came out and I wasn't even seeded at all. Like I was just, I had to qualify for the tournament. So I, I went through qualification and then fine, it's cool. And then like all these seeds, they were like number one seeds through like 18, whatever. Um, and then I ended up getting all the way to the finals. Um, and then I lost, yeah, like in straight sets at the, at the end, which is so annoying, but yeah. It's heartbreaking. But I, I, I am at Wimbledon. I mean, because the good thing about the tennis club as well, yeah, if you're on committee is every year I get free Wimbledon tickets. Um Swear. And like Davis Cup tickets. So last year I was at Wimbledon Centre Court for free. This year I'm you going were? again. Oh, bro, we were, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we were together, man. We went together, bro. We, you snuck onto Centre Court. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> do you know what I mean, hands up. But um, it, it was great. Really? And then like, this year, same again. Hopefully we'll do it again. Have to run it yeah. back. Um, and Davis Cup as well. Like, it's just, you get loads of perks from just, from just taking part. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, where did like your love for, for tennis come from like where... mate that's a great question I don't even I know I started playing around like five years old is when I started playing like near near me but I don't even know because like my parents weren't big ten like weren't big tennis players um so I don't know sort of I used to play a lot of football and and a lot and like tennis was the was the main thing but I don't know where it came I just start I guess I just like picked up went down to try it one time enjoyed it and carried on like because i don't know really where else oh man yeah. that's that's very different because like i feel like a lot of sport a lot of people play it because of their parents but if your parents like weren't really that interested in it or weren't just tennis people for that to stick was pretty impressive itself yeah well, I, I literally i know Sorry, if you're like, if you're from my sorry, I, like that is basically the home of tennis, basically like in England. Right, like, is. So like I feel like I, I get it because you basically got wherever you look, top quality courts that are local to you, and you can just probably play quite to a quite a good level and train. Probably got the best coaches in the country to be honest. Like because if you're in sorry you've got a good course court then why wouldn't you want to be there bro it's like the, the the clubs are whatever club you go to like they're some of the best clubs are there 
Um, okay. Then you write about the coaches. I don't know where Simon Simon Wheatley is like the guy that is, is he's the big name of coaching in the country. He's like he's like the kingpin. He's like done Davis Cup stuff as well for the pros, and he's like he's based around there. Um, and I think like in terms of county tennis, like Surrey is one of the highest performing counties as well. So um, it's I guess it was just like just went that way, innit? Yeah. Yeah, and um, you've. Is it you've played with a few football pros as well? Yeah, bro. Tam, Tam, Tammy Abraham. Um, wow. He 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 was at like so that I, over summer I like coach in Kingswood, which is like a bougie ass area. Like I don't live there, but so I drive like twenty five minutes to, to to go there. Um, but the tennis clubs on a private road, and the wall of the furthest clay court is the is the garden fence, or is next to the garden fence of Tammy Abraham's house. Um, so he was just like we've had like him just like we hear him all the time just like kicking the ball around in the garden um and like the ball will come over or something and we, like, he'll come around and get it and like his daughter comes to tennis so she like comes out literally some six-year-old comes to the tennis camps and she's like dripped out in like louis vuitton dresses and like it's crazy and then he'll just be there like just he'll come over pick up a racket have a hit like um it's quite funny um, how, but, how good like, is he at tennis absolutely horrific mate horrific <laughs> he's 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 so tall though like and he's more built than you think like, i remember just standing next to him like, wow this is a well-conditioned man do you know what i mean like it's crazy seeing him in person like he was just wow pretty lame but he was he was, he was there um who else have i seen i've seen i've seen Declan rice um i've seen Declan rice mason mount like they're just they're just around the area bro it's quite cool nice Pretty cool. That's quite you interesting. You see that Mason Mount story? This sorry. Oh, no, you go first. You go. I was just gonna say about the Mason Mount story that came out this week about some woman stalking him. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. She, she didn't. She made like twenty four fake social accounts. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, for Mason Mount as well, he's a bit of a weasel, bro. I don't understand the hype. Like, <laughs> crazy. It was nuts. But oh, and, and she and she admitted to it as well. Yeah, yeah trust me. Like being a wag has been, if that's been her whole life plan, like, and she got that one chance, she's not letting go of it, you know. Like if, if Mason Mount's life plan, she decided at 17. She, she, she made up her mind, bro. She just wanted to be Mason Mount's wife, innit? But. But see, like, so it's really interesting that you said Tammy Abraham shit at tennis because, like, you look at, like, sportsmen across all sports the one thing they all have in common is they're better than the average human at football like they just they're just yeah. sick at football like rugby players are good at football tennis players are good at football cricket players are good at football like it doesn't matter what sport they play they're just like yeah you know you, you can see them mm. kick a ball and they could easily like be semi-pro like compared to the rest mm. of us no, you're like, oh, I can't remember what cricketer it was, but he seems to be like really sick. But like football's just like a globe, it's like the it's a global language in it. So I feel like, yeah, you could start. I think a lot of people start with football. It's like what you did, like you, you start with it when you like venture out and you're like, oh, I'm really sick at this and I enjoy this more. But you just, you just got that, I don't know. You just, I don't know, you're just decent at pretty much a lot of things because you're you're a good football as well tom yeah I'm, 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 
I'm, I'm an all right footballer, yeah, all right footballer. Back back in first and second, I was like vintage, vintage Tom Burnett was for his first year. And, um, but uh, no, it's, I'm in my Harry Kane era, mate, dropping deep from the striker and dispersing. Yeah. But it's, nah, it's, it's, it's just one of those sports that's just like so much fun to play and it's so competitive. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know, I, I don't know for people that take it properly seriously, like yeah. it must be so like, I don't know how how mentally that works. Even for like the number one like uni players and stuff, like it's just so such a stressful environment. I feel like. Oh really? It's stressful in terms of like the people you're around. You know, the whole time you're in a team of eleven, and if you're playing at a high standard, it's like you know it's so easy to be blamed for losing and stuff like that. Like because mostly you lose a football game, the people point fingers somewhere, right? Like yeah. So I feel like it would be like you put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform well as with any sport to be fair but i think football you'd feel that a bit more yeah yeah like, there, um, are, there are a couple of fellas in my six society team who like i love the team they're all good boys but when it when that match starts the second anything goes wrong in that match or if it's even if we're drawing and it's a bit too late like two two of their heads just start going like, everyone else is joking calm having a bit of fun like it doesn't matter what happens but there are two boys specifically, their heads are just gone. Like if anyone makes a bad pass, they are pissed off. If anybody like misses a tackle, they are pissed off. They will shout at anyone because it's like, you know, you mate, it's, it's just a, you know, like and then the but the, the men, the men, the men are the worst. They just like mm. when you're playing against men and you're beating them like one nil and there's like two minutes left, the amount of ag they have with each other. Like, if one of them doesn't just play it long, like, they're just like, you fuck, it's just what the fuck are you doing? It's, it's just like a Wednesday evening. Calm down. We're all having a bit of fun. You yeah. can win the game if you want to. It's just a bit of exercise. Tom, have you had that with, like, in tennis, you've played, like, for example, someone that's expected to beat you could be, like, a lot older, and then they've just been, like, fuming because of what you've done. Uh, there's definitely been times those are well, those are the most satisfying victories as well is like when when you're not expected to win at all and you know this guy is like that, that you know he's he's either the same level as you or you know on a good day that sometimes he's, he's too good um and especially like when i was at like 17 18 those players that were like 20 21 like that's the sort of but bro, I, again i've never really i've been in a couple matches where like especially at tournament like tournaments where like the sun will be annoyed that he lost but it's more of a the, the initial reaction is more of like a head down disappointment i'm glad ice spice is in the relationship i know you're a big fan of her tom as well me you love ice spice no no ice spice i mean ice spice is overrated man for real Ice Spice is so is actually means, and I know it's not nice to talk about fellow human beings in that way, but bro, I'm telling you. Look, right. So I've said this before. She's a lovely person. She seems really nice, but she's not got from mm. for what she gets paid for. There's no reason she should get paid for that over somebody else. No. I agree, and also in terms of the quality of music she's outputting, I reckon if the mandem got together after a few pints and made a track with a decent beat, it would be better than that. Like, honestly, I, I just I just don't think our music's that good and I don't think she's delaying if that's what we're talking about. So I just feel like that's the biggest switch up in history. 
Because I feel like I've spoken to you about this and you've always been like, nah, yeah, you're beautiful. I've, I've, I've been around you and like Ted and stuff when you've been like literally drooling over Ice Spice. Um, but I, I've, I've, I've never been, I've never condoned my attractiveness for her, mate. I, I, just, I just don't think she's that. I don't think she's there, bro. Give me like Madeline Klein or someone else, bro, for real. Okay, that is still yeah, like you talk about her like she's like an 11 out of 10. Like, <laughs> she's... She is. She's just not. She is. Chloe oh, Bailey okay. as well, eleven out of ten. Laurie Harvey, eleven out of ten. Harvey's oh, nice. So, fair enough. Do you think like Ruby? Laurie Harvey's a you know, Steve Harvey. Oh, Who? I know Steve Harvey. If, if yeah, we're going like, Ice Spice is the same as Ruby Rose. <laughs> nah, allow it. <laughs> <laughs> What? Bro, Ruby Rose, that's an insult, man. Not oh. Ruby Rose. No, 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 no. just seems like a bit of a decent <laughs> human being. But... Pep Guardiola's daughter, I swear. Wow. No, she's like, like, yeah, she's like our age or like just a bit older. Bro, if, if, if you go on, uh, if you type, go on Google and just type in Pep, the first thing that comes up is Pep daughter, not Pep Guardiola. Yeah, she's so, 22. Like, Pep Guardiola's daughter comes up first, bro. It's mental. Yeah, she's well. That that could just be based off your searches, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it could be hers, mate. She yeah, she's she's my year. She's your year. So you found to invite her on the podcast, mate. Oh, well, you boys, you boys yeah, are the she's Manchester. Right? Alley. You're the Manchester. No, but she goes uni in London. Don't oh. ask why. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, now do you know it's funny you were saying that because her TikTok like came on my for you page. Now, little brows, and like, promise you, just a different world. Like, right, like they're not billionaires yet, but they're multi millionaires. And I feel like the gap there is is nothing because, like, the way she lives, it looks like you know, Logan Roy and their man. Have you watched Succession? Yeah, yeah. It just feels I've, like. I've... Um, yeah, like, made it, made it, made it all the way through. But like, I forget Pep was a player as well, so he was obviously minted for yeah. like and and he and he gets yeah. paid like cover up sports washing, so you know he's he's probably sorted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I will be. I wonder what's going to happen with that. Sorry. Oh, there you go. No, I'm saying the same thing as you, bro. I'm saying the same thing with with the whole charges stuff. Yeah. What's going to happen with that? Because. I feel like we should have at least one Premier League to our name if that like comes through. Well, one Premier League, not at least, just one. But would you would you want that though? Seriously, of course like, I would. I've not seen us win a Prem, like really. I have, but yeah, but, yeah, but that's not that's not like you still haven't really. Like yeah, you, you get it by you, default you lost, kind bro. of thing, right? I I get I get your I just, point. It feel it would feel like getting it by default. Like it's not the same. It's, and also, like if if they that if they you know got the league got this year, they probably have to take their last like six away. Do you know what I mean? And then even if if then United would have one or two Premier League titles more from like twenty thirteen and twenty twenty or whatever, yeah, Liverpool yeah. would have a couple. So and like celebrating that, just getting handed those titles when you know you came second. I don't know. I feel like no, nah, I hear your point, and it would feel different. But because 
you yours has been like a few years ours is like fresh like this is a matter of weeks i feel mm. like if they were like just to switch up and be like we're stripping man city of whatever like obviously that, i would be gassed but you're right it would not it wouldn't feel like the same yeah but yeah like, pure emotion do you know what i mean that you get but True. And I guess it'd feel better. Yeah, you're right, Ashley. Because obviously the United and Liverpool ones have been a couple of years, so that would just feel weird. But the Arsenal one, I guess, if they came out and said something like next week, you know. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> but I don't think we've earned it, earned it, to be fair. Like, I don't think overall. Like, I was, I already kind of prepared my mind that that wasn't going to happen, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I remember like Gary Neville saying that. Arsenal were going to end up like literally at Christmas. He was just like, oh, when Arsenal were like at eight clear, 11 clear, like he was saying, they kept on asking, could they win the league? And he was like, man, uh, Man City will genuinely win the league by like eight points. Like, and that's exactly yeah. what's happened. Yeah, that's so fair. Like, yeah, that's fair. Everyone, every, everyone like, mocked I think, him for it. Nah, everyone mocked him because he said like United would finish above Arsenal from that position. Like, that is, that's mocking it. Hey, that that's mocking it. We're only eight points off, but it's still mocking it. Only, bro, only eight points off. What's yeah, you're only eight points off. We were like eighteen behind you at one point, bro. Oh, I remember it was you, Dor, and Dev. I think Dev was the one. Maybe it was Dor that was on reason. I don't know, but you definitely you. You were like, yeah, we're in a tight race. <laughs> Yeah, but we were, man. I, I thought that was it. I thought that was like... And then we just got derailed with uh, Casemiro Red and that free kick against, like, the free kick. Uh, the Palace. Palace one. Yeah, that was yeah. mad. Yeah, that yeah. was like... It could have been... Yeah, I don't know. We were never going to... Clearly, our, te- our team doesn't have the depth, but it was it was fun at one point. Uh, maybe that's why you, man, have got carried away. It's actually fun being in a title race. So... Nah, 100%. 100%. Um, I was just happy so, to be there. Yeah. Like, mm. it would have been sick if we won, but I was just happy to be there, like, Imagine that just for a few months, top of the league, and that. Uh, it was well because then we were like five points. Like, there's a point where we, like, you know, if we beat Palace and that free kick doesn't go in, all of a sudden we're only three behind Man City. And when we, when we were cut off rudely, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I oh, it was remember. the um, it was the if people were pissed off after a tennis match, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. And that because all I was all I was gonna say was yeah was that like it's mostly it's actually more the dads that get pissed off like I've had matches yeah. where the kids no one really gets angry like at the end of a tennis match you're more annoyed at yourself because basically yeah. every tennis match like at this level everyone's sort of the same standard if that makes sense like yeah. some people do some things better than others but basically winning or losing just comes down to like how well you play on the day so. You know, the only emotion you experience if you lose is, wow, I'm just a bit disappointed in myself because I could have done that better or, like, put more effort in there, blah, blah. Um, so it was always, like, the dads that would get, that would react the most or the parents that would react the most. And, like, then that brought, brought it out of the kids, like, a bit more. It was just weird how, how it worked. Yeah. But you can say the same for, like, football dads, though, I guess, isn't it? They're, they're always on the touchline screaming. So. Yeah, that's true. My, I'm, yeah, I was... I wasn't speaking to the, to my housemates about this the other day, but we've spoken about this like a lot. That like how our dads were like so different. Like for example, Joe's sure you mind me saying it, but his dad was like on the touchline. Like he wouldn't shout about anyone, but he was like on the touchline, perhaps like just speaking to Joe. Mm. And then I feel like mine and Ted's dad was like 
just like silent. So I'd never actually know my dad was there. Like, obviously, he would bring me, but I wouldn't know where he was standing. So mm. I think that like, it's just different in characters. Like, I think Joe liked that his dad was like chatting to him, maybe. And then mm. I liked that, like, I didn't know that, that my dad was there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I liked him being, like, silent and, like, hidden. Because then I felt, like, less pressure. And if I just looked over and seen him, like, I don't know. I just think, like, it's a mental thing. It would affect me. I always, if he was, like, vocal to me, I'd be like, allow it. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, my, my dad was always on the time. He, he managed to have, like, kids football team at one point, like, with... Uh with someone else but he, he was always on the touchline I knew where he was which was I quite enjoyed that because you're always thinking I didn't really feel pressured it's like oh you know if you do you put your effort in you do something good like you know he's there to see it that was always yeah. my mentality um because he's not going to be annoyed if you mess up but uh you know yeah. it's definitely excited if you do something cool but um with tennis I, I certainly I want to know exactly where he sat okay you know hit, hit, hit a screaming winner and just little Look at him with a cold fist pump. You know what I mean? It's cold. Oh, that's um, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, bro. You're gonna have to come watch my uh my final in summer, bro. For real. Hundred. Yeah, you have to come down, and show some support, man. Where is it? Like, it's literally around the corner from me in Surrey. So, what's this? What is this final? It's just the um like leatherhead tournament. Um, but like last year, I got knocked out in the semis. Um. And this year, the draws come out, and I've that guy that beat me is not in my half. So I've I'm like I've got a great chance of being in the final, basically. So have to come watch. See, I'm I'm even my dad was even worse than yours, I feel, because he would like you wouldn't just not know that he's there. He wouldn't watch the game because he would just be talking to the other parents or talking <laughs> to my mum or like I used to go and play. A, a like, rugby match and my parents would come back like they'd just go on a walk around the park and then come back at like 60 minutes and like all the best see this is why I think the vocal dads are like actually really useful is because the best people I played with had the vocal dads because their dads were basically coaching the shit out of them all the time like I mean it probably yeah. sucks the fun out of it a little bit for you yeah but like something. it makes you a much better player at the same time. Whereas like, you know, I, I would just look at the touchline and I'd see my parents like, if I, if they were ever looking at me, I'd be like, oh, sick. Yeah, cool. My parents are watching. And then, but like, you know, you'd look at the touchline after you just did something sick and then, they'd, you know, they'd be like talking to Al and I'd be like, mate, you could just, look what your son just did. Like, Oi, mate. Um, yeah, they were nah, just... I hear that. Like, like one of you just said, like it was nice to see, for like support, like just to see. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I remember mm. once, yeah, I missed the penalty. Oh mate, oh, I was distraught. It was like sixty minutes in the game. I missed the pen. I think it was two one down or something. Like ah, oh. I I won the pen, and I missed it. Devastated. The kid, the star boy, missed the pen. It's like ah, oh. I was like ah, oh, stupid. And then I was trying to look around, like to see where he was, but I couldn't find him. And then. Yeah, I can't lie. I had a stinker for the rest of the game. Yeah, that was a bit of a sad moment still. Well, in that moment, if you if your dad or someone's on a touch line, it's just like, oh, they're just throwing a little fist pump or, you know, like, get going again. Well, like, all of a sudden... Yeah, like know, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, trust me. I can't blame my parents for it because rugby's yeah. like... I mean, it's a bit like, 
and Tom with tennis, like neither of them ever cared about rugby. Like I don't know why, but when I was four, I was just like, yeah, rugby is what I want to do, not football. I just chose rugby. And then like, after that, that's what I did. And so they didn't understand it. So I don't actually think they would have actually been able to help me anyway. Like, you know, yeah. if they gave me advice, I'd probably like break about 15 rules and then get sent off. So like, what kind of sporting parents do you reckon you man would be? In terms of encouragement and shit, they've been on touchline. Like, yeah, like touchline, touchline behaviour. Right. The, the, uh, eight match bans, Tom Bennett. I know what you're like, man. Eight match bans, bro. I'm not going to get eight match bans, man. I'm not. Bro, what, they're going to be like, what, uh, no. bro, what am I going to be doing? Like barking at them? Shut up, man. Um, so, nah, I reckon, uh, like, my, 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 my kid will uh, definitely, I'm going to go down the tennis route. Um, because best believe they, I'm coaching the shit out of them from young, mate. They're they're sort of, they're pros in that sport. Um, and then mm-hmm. football. And I, I I'd love to see. I'd love to like be that like forty year old dad, like just just like managing the under tens. You know what I mean? Like yeah, trying, yeah. To, trying to trying to trying to implement the right back moving into central midfield tactics. All of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of those ones. <laughs> no, but I'd, I'd, I'd I'd even be on the touchline for sure. I'd be on the touchline. Yeah. Um, and if they play shit, I'll just go home in it. Um, but um, now I'll, I'll, I'll be on a touch. Like at some point, at some point, I want to like manage manage a team. Like one, I just think it'd be fun for a season, for a year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was watching some Peter Crouch podcast or something. Like he was on, and basically he had like he bottled a challenge or something, and then mm. his dad saw it, and then like obviously he was playing, he didn't know, but his dad drove home like without him, and this Man. was like. He's from like West London. This was from like East, like North East London. So it was like a long way home for him. And then obviously he was like, he finished games like, oh, like, where's my dad? Like he was asking people, like he was 13, like, where's my dad? And then like everyone's like, I don't know. And then he just had to get the tube home. Then he got home and his dad was fuming, like, that you ever fucking bottled that challenge. You don't duck out challenges and stuff like that. Mm. Like, that's like, that's insane. That's the level of like. Surely that's not going to have a positive impact. Like you wouldn't think so, would you? I I wouldn't. I I know for me that definitely wouldn't. For me personally, no, I wouldn't for me. But Harry, what about you? What type? What type of touchline parent are you going to be? Well, so I I would not do Crouch's dad. Like I would, but I would definitely be. I feel like I would be quite vocal. Like Ted said, I wouldn't want and Tom. Sorry. Like that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the, the, I, the name, I, the name tag's there, my brother. The name tag's there. It's crazy. I don't keep it on. Um, I, you know, what I was about to say. I was, I was about to say you, you, you just be the lame one on the touchline, but not now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Appreciate that. No, I'm not hard. Quarter zipped up. Quarter zip. Ralphie, little cup of tea. Yeah, that's what you're going to be. That's what. That's yeah. You on the touchline, bro. For real. But I'd also, but I would want to be the coach, you know. I would, like, I, I would, like, they, that kid is playing rugby no matter what. That kid is playing probably tennis and football a little bit as well. Like, he is getting the best sporting education he can. Because also, rugby teaches you so much respect. So, like, I'm not, it's, it's, like, I don't care about them, like, leaving the game after, like, the age of whatever. Like, if it's not for them, it's not for them. But at least, like, they get a bit of shit built into them. Um, but 
yeah, I would I would be training them from the touchline, hundred percent, with my cup of tea and my Ralphie. There you go, mate. <laughs> the Ralphie and the cup of tea. Bro, I I feel like I'm so different. I feel like for my son and daughter, I'll just be I'll just be there. I'll just be there. Listen, you man are trying to go down the coaching route. Really, listen, I'm, I'm more of a pundit myself, so I'm just going to be there. Self-analyzing the car home. Huh? You're just going to watch them and then create like a little like a- analytics, like PowerPoint for them when you get home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Capture the things on video and be like, just there. You could check your shoulder side. I uh, move like, into the spaces, left shoulder. Yeah. Bro, come off it. Exactly that's, that. Look, that's so I much less than like... being a coach, bro, for real. You're literally going to be like, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna watch your kid. Let's play. Let's say your son's about to play football or daughter. Yeah. You know? They they rock up on a football pitch. You just stand there in silence. Yeah, like like Voldemort the whole game, my brother. You're just a hands. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing like hands. Like I'll be like, yeah, come on. And then you, you then you then you don't speak to them for the car ride home. They get home. And you're like, right, sit down straight away. So they sit down. You whip out <laughs> the, the PowerPoint whatever <laughs> on your phone and you're like yeah well you know xg was 0.58 come off it man come on nah nah nah. Real. nah not like that i'm just saying touch the line yeah little hand gestures like obviously they i'm, I'm gonna be gassing them of course i guess all my people. i'm gonna be gassing them but i'm not gonna be like coach I'll, I'll i'll be silent i'll be a silent partner when it comes to coaching and that i'll see i'll let them do a mm. bit of self-reflection uh, what do you think? Improvement. There you go, mate. That's what you're about. Exactly. Exactly. Full circle. And like, I'm going down the punditry route. You guys are more coaches, but I'm like punditry. Tell them a few like changing room stories and that about my time. <laughs> it's off, <laughs> man. Are you taking? You're taking a piss. But you, you, nah, you are. Changing room stories are crazy. Truth. The only truth you said in that whole story was the fact you'll be real positive because you are a positive person. But okay. the um. You, you sort of like you can definitely when you you know you're around you it's like wow bounce you bounce off positivity bro you just radiate that shit but but yeah uh, mate it's just no way like I don't know I feel like you 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 definitely be like a streaker if they score you just run onto the pitch aeroplane mode do you know what, what I mean? what? like you said that top off flipping it around do you know what I hear that I actually would like if my kids like scored a banger or, like last minute pen or something crazy I'll just yeah I would probably be you know if I, you wouldn't streak, you'd run down. Sense, man. I'll be gassing it. Bro, you, you, you'd run down to the opposition, like, opposition uh, parents and just go like, that's what you do. Yeah, I actually would. I actually would. You, yeah, you actually know me too well because, like, I would actually be giving it as well. I'd be like... You'd be giving it, bro. Love it. Doesn't matter who's there. Doesn't matter who, what team I you're playing, it. who the parents are. You're, you're I love the away day there. as well. Give me that. I love away days. Wow. Right, away days, when, when, when you played football with, um, like, if your dad was taking to a game or your parents taking to a game, what, what was, like, if the away, if the game was, like, say, like, I don't know, 45 minutes away, what was the usual away day, like, schedule for you? Because I, I definitely had mine, like, every away day. But I don't know if you, what yours was. My away day schedule. So, obviously, I can't lie, I'd always have, like, it'll, it'll alternate between porridge and toast for breakfast. Odd. Um, it would be would go church in the morning if my games were in the afternoon. Mm. Church in the morning, and then quick dash home. Maybe I don't know what I'd eat. Like maybe like rice or something, rice and chicken, just to get mm. the fuel. Um, would be listening to like 
live commentary or whatever game was on, like Talk Sport or something. And then, such a pun. Wow. Yeah, trust me. And then, yeah, my dad, like I said, bro, he's like a silent partner. So, so like, he'll just kind of let me do my thing, which I, I really liked. Like, just kind of gave me that freedom to, like, just do it. And then, obviously, maybe I might switch the tunes a bit, like the classics, like Taylor Swift and them, man, like, whatever heart, heart we're playing at the time, that's what we'd be yeah. listening to. Oh, it's cold. You know, I kind of fuck with that shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I rate it. Now, I was, because I remember, like, every away day, like, in the, in, 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 in the Jeff Burnett wagon, the Ford Galaxy, mate. Um, yes, sir. Just, like, I'd pick, we'd pick up a few people, um, and we we go to Clark's Cafe every morning, like load up big, big, like full English, bro, like just some like dirty builders cafe. It was length. And then we just that. slap on the M&M in the car and just drive. Like it was it was cold. That's it's oh, every that's away cool. day. Like, but I'm not a I don't really listen music before a game or a match. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure, bro. I just rub to sit 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 there in silence. Um sort of process. But uh, your, what 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 your dad was doing with like just letting you before a game if my if my parents tried to talk to me about it, the game I, I would not appreciate that at all to be fair. So, Harry, what about you? Like, so yeah, I, I'd say mine's probably a bit of a mix between both of you. Like, you know, I'd wake up, get the porridge, uh, pack my bag, like, um, have my suit, have my warm up kit, have my Lucas aids and shit, um. Get in the car, put my headphones on straight away. Like, no one's talking to me. I'm listening to that music for the whole journey, like, getting my head in the game. Dialed in. Dialed in, bro. Same same goes for, like, warming up. Like, we, 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 like, have, we'd have, like, a 15-minute stretch around, like, and, you know, shake out your whatever's paining you and, like, do a couple laps of the pitch. And, like, we would all have a bit of a chat. Have a bit of a fuck around, basically, with a couple of rugby balls. Like, have a bit of fun. And then everyone would go back into the change room, like, strip their kit off, um, chuck their headphones on, start getting a bit hyped again. Or sometimes, depending on if certain people were in the squad, they would bring their speaker and blast some usually quite shit songs, but that would get everyone hyped. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Yeah. Then it's go time. I feel like I love those people. You've always got to bring a speaker because, like in the changing room, I'm, I'm trying to fuck about it. So I'm trying to like I don't know, start dancing. You know, like the Knott's Forest change room. It looks lit, but like yeah, I'm not being in the changing room with like proper characters like that. I feel like it's only been me, and then like it's just weird if we're just like, like I would be gassing it, but I just don't think I'd be dancing the same or moving the same if like they were like like three others or something but yeah i love i love i oh, just love sport or if, if 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 you're not playing you know, everyone's just got to play a sport of some of some form like yeah that's what it I is love it. i love it Did you you might have talked about coaching yeah and i've just been thinking about this what are you going to do about the kid at, if you're trying to like play inverted right back or whatever what are you going <laughs> to do about the kid that's um just going to stop in the middle of the game and start playing with, like dandelions and like she loves me. She loves me not. Like, what's gonna go? What are we gonna do about that? You can't I'll take him off. That. I'll take him off, bro. And then I'll, I'll I'll talk to his parents and I'll be like, boy, this this kid's never allowed back on this team. Please send him somewhere else, bro. If you're bro, picking down the you're meant to be loving the sport. Then, if he's not my son, I don't care. Yeah, 
look, I, I, I love the team. Now, nah, uh, on a real one, I don't even. That's such a weird question, bro. Like seriously, if bro, if, did if, that never happen? Did that never happen? Like when you man were going up? All I know is Book and Colts. Yeah, we took that shit serious. We we had eleven men on that pitch that were ready to die for the ball. Yeah, we were structured. Yeah, four two, four four two defensive, the double pivot. We had the wingers inverting Saka. You know what I mean? Taking the ball on the inside. We had John Stones into the. It was just fluid. Yeah, if one man sat down and started picking dandelions off the floor, do you think Jeff Burnett is gonna just watch that and be like, "Yeah, cool, let's leave him on the pitch"? No. Yeah, I hear it. I, I, we we never we never encountered such such such, such thing. But uh, I don't know what team you're playing for, bro. Bro, I, I talked about when I was like nine and ten. Like, nah, see, I remember it. this. I remember this because, like, I so I when I started rugby, I was a winger, and like, I was always praised because I was the only one that actually stayed wide and paid attention. So, like, I kept the width just in case like a break was on and like the ball got played down the line, which would mm. actually happen quite often because everyone else who's on the wing, which is the point would lose their attention span like that. Like if the balls like stayed in the centre of the park for like a few phases, when you're a kid, the wingers' attention span are like that. They just like, you know, see something around them. Like, you know, they're they're off on one or they just start drifting in because the ball's in the middle and they want to touch the ball. So like mm. whatever happens, there there's always going to be those kids because if they're not involved, they're just going to get a li- like I can imagine young goalkeepers are probably quite like, hard to keep involved. Yeah. Keep that concentration. Oh. Um, goalkeepers goal, goal were that... We, we, we had a decent team, yeah, but the goalkeeper was the one position that we just always had, just like a real... like. And the, the, the thing I appreciated about football growing up as well was like every Saturday, it was something to look forward to, but we didn't take it seriously at all. Like we, It was just like a fun... We, you know, we all got, we're all good friends. It was just fun. Like the the environment was really positive. Um, but we'd always have a goalkeeper that was just real, real bad. So like it was just one one position no one wanted to play really. Yeah. As a kid, I feel like <clears throat> our goalkeeper. I don't know. He was like an emotional kid, so he would cry yeah. a lot, especially conceding goals. Like I remember. We like just lost something, something bad, like that nine nil, and there were a lot of tears shed on that day. Understandably, so shows his mentality. But yeah, like, bro. Sh- shows he cares. Yeah, absolutely. I've, 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 I've seen, I've seen you cry this year after a six aside game. So, really, yeah. obviously not, bro. You're ice cold. Oh, ice cold. I don't be surprising though. Six aside gets a bit. It does. It gets, you know what I mean? It gets a bit heated here. But mm. like with six aside here, I feel like. <clears throat> And used to playing against people like my my age, like similar build, like you don't feel like weak at all. When I go home, Harry, and yeah. you play like against men, bro, it's just different. Like I feel slow, I feel so weak. Like like someone would literally like do that and I I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Like against the men, it's crazy, bro. And they're they're trying to hurt you as well. Yeah, like I've I've picked up my fair share of injuries from like the knobs that just don't give a shit and are actually out to fucking hurt you as much as anything else. Like they they want to get their anger out somehow, and if they can't yeah, kick the ball as hard as they can, then they'll kick you as hard as they can or <laughs> fucking shoulder yeah. you. 
Tom, what's the future of tennis looking like for you? Like, obviously, uni, mm. that's come, that's over, right? Uh, so what, yeah, it, it gonna, might be. on? Yeah, bro, well, like, well, as soon as exams are done, best believe I'm, I'm at a club every day for a few hours. But it's, uh, in terms of next year, like, I'm, I'm looking at doing a master's here. And then if I don't get that in Edinburgh, um, I, I sort of know what what job route I'm going down, which is which is fine. But like the tennis, like I want to make sure that no matter like where I am, which I'm doing, like I'm still playing. Um, yeah. And and have and have the matches and stuff. But it is I want to I want to look to do a few more tournaments and stuff. I might do a couple in Manchester like in June. Um, but in terms of like carrying it on, I mean, even if 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 all goes to shit and I don't get a um masters or whatever i was offered um the chance to go and do a tennis coaching season in turkey for like eight months um so i just go turkey for eight months and just coach and play there and that's with um someone called leah oldroyd who is the women's like gb davis cup coach so just did it with her yeah um so i just i just go there for for eight months and just coach in turkey and just play play matches out there so that's lovely you went to Dubai recently right you played some well, pro. I was, huh? Did you did you like play some guy that's pro or something? Yeah, a couple a couple semi pros. They were um, one guy was like 25, 24. His name was Innocent. And he he played on the pro tour in like Ghana or Nigeria. I can't remember which one he said. Um, but he now coaches out in Dubai. Um, oh. and another guy, Alex, was also semi pro. He's now coaching. So played played them. But yeah, that was that was a crazy crazy place. What, and you beat them, yeah, <laughs> bro. You got you to tell the people that. Don't ask silly questions. I'm, I'm, I'm humble, bro. Don't ask silly questions on this podcast. Right? It's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it's like, the, but also out there it was so weird because like, it was literally like playing in at, like you know, we were playing at like eight a.m. because it was too hot to play in the middle of the day, even at Easter. Um, like so, it would it would still be like ACM dripping in sweat after like a rally. But I remember it just being like a different level of endurance. Like you were so tired, um, and the guy like after I'd, I'd played them, I, I won. But like he looked so much fresher after it because he's used to it. Um, yeah. And like I remember playing him, and I was dead after like one set, and it was just like yeah, was obviously on a on a on a like acrylic hardcore like rubber in the heat, and you got one cover above you. Like it's just that ah, it wasn't fun. At that point, like, it was enjoyable. Oh, but, yeah, but that's it. That is, that is cool. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we've covered a lot. Should we get to the yeah. of the weeks? Go for it. <sighs> wow, jump is coming off for this one. It's serious. It's serious. The... So, obviously, everyone knows about this section. We just ask questions about. A various range of topics. Um, so Tom, what is your who is your winner of the week? My winner of the week. I've actually got this written down on my notes as well, with with reasons, you know. I I, I took this yeah. extensive, man. Good. Um <laughs> God's best kiss rang me up and they were like, Yeah, Coles. I'm like, let me get let me get that written down. Wow. Oh, that's wow. A, that's an essay. Yeah, look, look at this, bro. Look at that. That's <laughs> what I was doing last night, man. Um my winner. I'm my winner's from last week, innit? So um, yeah. oh. back in the last week I've got Sheffield Wednesday as my winner mm. okay why is that because it was the league one really? it's only league one but yeah, yeah. Um, the league one playoff semi-final they, they now have advanced to the final 
but they lost to Peterborough in the first leg 4-0 um, yeah. and they then in the second leg came back and won 5-1 um, yeah. and they actually won on, won on penalties to go through to the, to, to the playoff final but it was crazy because they were 3-0 up and then to take it to extra time they scored in the 90 plus 8th minute it's like crazy um, yeah. and then uh, they both scored again to, to go to go five one, and then penalties and they they won. So it's just an absolutely crazy comeback. So they're they're, they're my winners, mate. <clears throat> Completely agree with that. And there's that fella who like ripped up his ticket, like his second leg ticket because they lost four 0 and he didn't want to go, and then he missed like yeah. that story. Yeah, bro, that that must have been a crazy games experience. Like just nuts. Harry, do you want to go before the timer? Sure, sure. Um, my winner of the week is you guys, like university students in general. Like I've seen how hard, like Kim's working. I've seen how hard Off Young's working. Like it's that time of the year where you've all like stuck your thumbs out and like really like done the work that you need to do, and you're all coming to the end of what has been probably the best, one of the best experiences of your life, and like you putting the work into it, get the grade that you deserve. And it's just sick, you know. Like, shout out everyone who's doing exams, dissertations, essays, whatever at the moment, because it's not easy. I've been there. I hated it and loved it after I'd done it because it's, like, so rewarding at the same time once it's done. But it's a mm. slog. So, like, big up yourselves for getting through it. It's not easy. Oh, Words of you. wisdom. That's a man that's graduated. Do you know what I mean? That's crazy. But <laughs> that's well, often we, we should, like, we should, we should take what you just said and actually incorporate it and reward ourselves with like Bunny Jackson's for lunch, bro. Let's go. Listen, man. I hear I'm getting the call right now. I'm getting the let's, call right let's now. wrap up this podcast, wrap up the potty into town, chicken wings. Harry, yeah. Hop on a train. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not oh. joking. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in like six hours if there's no strike. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, that was lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, bro. Same. They, 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 I've just been sat here drinking my water, eating a hot, a, a milk chocolate hobnob, and my man Harry's just flirting. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. Let, let me, let me get a burrito, breakfast burger, yogurt for breakfast. I'll just have yogurt. Yeah, and I just grab me a yogurt, babe. You know what I mean? Crazy. Listen, mate. Housemate, that's, that's my missus. <laughs> he played tennis with. Yeah. Okay, now I take that back, then, bro. Fair enough. She best best get you that yogurt right now. That's crazy. Housemate, housemate is funny. Wow. No, my my hey, housemates, my housemates are my parents. Are you recording this? Yeah. Housemates are the parents. Fair enough. Oh, nice. And she, she doesn't. She's not actually a housemate. She, just, she doesn't live with you. No, no she's. Uh, she just came down. She's come down making you breakfast, yeah. Nah, she came down to do her exams. Oh, this actually melted my heart, bro. Look, you just come here to accommodate. It's crazy. And then he just sit. Look at him sipping that water like that. That's crazy. He just like, gets handed it. Bang! Wow. I'm, I'm okay. well looked after. I'm well looked after. Yeah, bro. For real. Shout out to you. Oh, you're getting you're getting an evil look for some reason. <laughs> oh, I am. Sorry, sorry, I am. Yeah. 
You know, it's Monaco. It's Monaco Grand Prix weekend as well. It yeah. is. Which I'm I'm gassed for because Mercedes have just they brought their new upgraded car. So. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping they're gonna be good. And there's a beautiful McLaren livery as well. Oh, mate, the white one, right? Uh, it's like it's got three different liveries in one. It's got yeah, the white. It's got white in the middle from the Marlboro Light 19, whatever's car. Um, I can't remember what the front is. Might be orange. No, the front's black, and then I think it's from Le Mans. Yeah, it's from Le Mans, and then. The back is orange from Indy because it's when they won the tri- it's the triple crown like Le Mans um, F one yeah, and Indy. That's oh, I've got, I've seen the livery because like the F the white F one car that's when they had that big golf logo on it. Mate. What mm. am I tripping? What I'm tripping. tripping. Uh, because golf is baby blue and orange. Is it? Yeah. So. Okay. I- but it, it should be a good did, you know often I saw you put on that fixtures of the week the Grand Prix did you actually end up watching it they didn't no I can't lie I'm such a Twitter like if it comes up on my Twitter I've not sat down and watched a Grand Prix in a second like like a good like since last season few months few months right, but like, I do see the results in all fairness that's true yeah. like YouTube highlights 10 minutes less now than like I remember the 2021 Hamilton Verstappen season. I was watching that every weekend. Yeah, that's what I was watching. I was investing in the storyline, but I don't know. McLaren are doing really badly as well, right? So yeah, oh, that's it's a bit boring. I'm not enjoying it. I just hate Verstappen and he's winning. So yeah, yeah exactly. I saw like his dad was being like a knobhead to someone. Bro. I was Perez like Man. Perez done something and then. His dad was like looking bare jealous or something. So yeah, bro, it was just like the Hamilton Verstappen season, like where Hamilton got absolutely robbed. Like yes, that pissed me off. I was like ten minutes from the end. Yeah, Hamilton was like twelve seconds clear with four laps to go. I'm like, brother, I'm so gassed. He's actually about to like pull off this miracle, win his eighth championship by winning like the last five races in a row. Like no one thought he was gonna do it. Like he's gonna, he's basically gonna show the world that he's better than Verstappen. Blah blah. And then he just like the whole crash. Some the guy in last place spins out, hits a wall, and it all all happened. And then like from that point onwards, mate, like F one, the way they handled that, they basically just wanted Verstappen to win. They wanted a new winner. Um, yeah. And then like they were like, yeah, we, we let's just like change the rules. And then since then, I've just like switched off from it a bit. And like I was so certain Hamilton was going to retire if he won that as well. Yeah, I, mean, I hate I hate to be honest what Liberty Media have done with F one. Like I don't. I love the way that it's grown, but I hate the way they've gone about it. And mm. I think it's grown the wrong way. Like it's made them a load of money, but it's lost a lot of like traditional fans as well. So I'm not. Yeah. It's not what it used to be. No. But yeah, Monaco weekends this weekend. So I might tune in, but that's I swear that's always like a boring race because basically wherever you qualify, you tend to stick. End up. Yeah, yeah, you just can't overtake. It's, it's a road race. You can't really overtake in that. No, it's that it's literally about strategy. My winner of the week is Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club. Absolutely brilliant. They've been they've been brilliant to watch. This was um firstly this is concurrent and last week as well after they slapped Arsenal 3-0 on our own patch. 
proper outplayed us. And they took Man City to the shops um, on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it was. Like, yeah, beautiful football, young talent. Um, kind of, they've got a good footballing model and they're a well-run club as well. Yeah. And love the stadium. I've been there and it's just like a friendly atmosphere. Um, so, and I think they've had a fantastic season qualifying for the Europa League as well. Like, that's such a big achievement for a club like Brighton. Um so yeah, shout out them and like shout out um people like Dunk who have been there since they're playing at like League Two and then like going to Europe with Brighton is pretty impressive. So yeah. Does does Dunk still start for him? Yeah, yeah, he's captain. Yeah, he starts, bro. But bro, he didn't start he didn't start the other day. They they've still got so many South American players as well that are um mm. that they haven't even revealed yet that, that we know they've signed. So like it's that, that even if players like McAllister and Caicedo leave, they're gonna just be replaced by just similar quality yeah. players. Like, so definitely, and yeah, I think they they kind of know their model. They accept like they are kind of a stepping stone or a club that like harvests young players and eventually will sell them on. Um, yeah. How sustainable that is, I don't know, but for what? now, like it's working beautifully. And it's, it works. They watch, They play great football, and the manager's brilliant as well. Yeah, it works. It works for Dortmund. It works for Leipzig. Like, I reckon That's true. it works for Monaco as well. Like, I, I think. Well, but, until recently, but like, I think it's quite a good. It can be a good model as long as you keep the recruitment there. Like, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Because, like, Dortmund touched before. Hopefully, this weekend, if they win the league. They haven't won the league, league since um twenty eleven. So like yeah. and you kind of sacrifice a lot. But they've they got German cups within that as well, to be fair. Monaco, like I feel like you're bound to have like a brilliant season, at least one, where like the team goes all the way to something like they went semi finals and played G boys, lost some penalties obviously. Mm. Uh but yeah, like this has been a great season for them and they're just an annoying team. When it's a when it's against your team, like they're just jarring. But against others, like obviously it's brilliant. It's yeah. so, I, I was in the library watching the Man City Brighton game, and they literally Man City they dominated the first ten, but then for the rest of the half they could they could literally couldn't get out of their own half, and that's Man City we're talking about. Yeah, like Brighton just weren't scared to like just press man to man really high up the pitch. Um, they always had like five players around the ball, like it's crazy. Um, and then they load up the box when they got it when they got the yeah. ball. Mm, it is nuts but yeah so Brighton are my win of the week uh, so can I have losers please Tom do you want to go first uh, my loser is it's a bit of a, I'm sticking sports themed obviously but it's Carlos Alcaraz mate it's my loser of the week mm. um, which bit of a surprising one because this guy has obviously lost one match the entire year um, obviously won won the Masters tournament in Madrid um, which was big, first person to defend that title back to back, I believe. And then now he's now it's at Rome, and then the French Open starting now. But he's the loser because he lost to a qualifier in his second round, um, the round of 32, but his second round in the Rome Masters, um, in straight sets as well. Um, which is big because, um, and I, and I would have put his opponent as the winner, but he didn't progress any further, so I haven't. Um, but he's definitely the loser because in the week before French Open, the final 
big tournament before the French when everyone's sort of, you need to start playing well. And historically, people have always done well at Rome, then go on to do really well at the French. Um, and Alcaraz lost to a qualifier. And that was really surprising because even when he won Madrid, he wasn't playing that well. And then he obviously lost in Rome. So that's going to be a big hit to his confidence. Um, so I think a lot of people were considering him as the favourite for the French, but maybe now he's not. So mm. yeah. he's the loser. Yeah. Harry? Um, mine is La Liga. And look, hey, we're in this together. Um, like... I don't I don't know how you can go more wrong as just a brand, as a league, as human beings. Like I I I I can't really be asked to give it much like they're just cunts, you know? Well and and the president of the league came out and said Vinicius should have been better informed or something like that. That was yeah. a crazy statement, mate. I mean, the key thing to do in all racist matters, like matters of racism, is blame the victim. That is, you know, that's the first thing on the checklist. If if you don't blame the victim, then, you know, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, this is your most, like, valuable talent in your league who's being racially abused constantly, like, and he's not the only one, but he's the one that's like big enough to speak up about it against you. And you're happier to like risk losing that talent and the eyes that he brings to your league and the attention he brings to your league, especially from Brazil, because you don't want to correct the fact that there is like embedded racism within your country and your football. Like, you don't want to piss off a few racists to like protect a human being, which is insane. It's to Spain as well, like with the, even with the Grand Prix as well, and Hamilton, mm. like it's definitely visible. And really, yeah, yeah, bro. Damn, never knew about that. Uh, so Spain, and what's crazy is that Vinicius is that you saw what Real Madrid did when they all stepped out in Vinny twenty shirts. Um, yeah, yeah. But like they were just like. He literally is the best player in that league, and yeah. the league's not in the best place it has been in terms of quality anyway. In like compared to the last decade, so it's just it baffles me to be fair. Yeah. We can't hear you. Yeah, actually, you hear me. Oh, now we can. Actually, yeah. Zoom doesn't want him to actually host his own podcast, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> Mad. I, it's I, like I was just saying... kicking you out. <laughs> bro, it is. It's just like freezing more and just doing everything. Trying oh, to get a by date. Yeah, bro, for real. He said adapt to the times. Yeah, man. Buy um, a new laptop, bro. <laughs> but no, I was saying like La Liga and just Spain or Spanish football. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the racism's opinion was apparently like disgusting. Um limited, like oh, I don't know. I thought I felt that there was limited support because I felt for him from like obviously Carlo came out and spoke, but like people like Benzema, I don't see them like rise. He didn't post anything and like 
I don't know what he's doing in the background, do you know what I mean? But like publicly, mm. I've not seen him like kind of come out in full support. And he's like meant to be the captain. Um he immerses himself in black culture, black history. Like he wore the two-pack um suit thing for the Ballon d'Or. Like, do you know what I mean? The stuff like that kind of for me personally. Um and yeah, just like you like you might have said, like he's obviously the most valuable asset in that league. So even from like a market marketing and economic perspective, you are nuts not to come out and support. But even from a moral standpoint, how you coming out the president saying, um, like people blaming him, the fans blaming him, saying that he winds up the fans like like that's some sort of an excuse. Fucking waste, man. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad it's come up globally now. It's like yeah. everyone knows all around the world, countries, President of Brazil has come out supported him. Yeah. Um yeah, like hopefully we see a positive change in action, man. Because Spain's not the only country. Um Italy's had its fair share of problems, even in this country as well, sometimes. Yeah. Recently. Um, but yeah. Anyway, track of the week. Track of the week, man. This was this was the hardest one I found. So I actually had three, three, three options, man. I literally had because in in uh, in one way, like because like like last week, I've had to put a couple of all nighters for deadlines, and it's just been like bare stressful with work, just like so much work. So therefore, like in those moments, I always just literally look for one or two songs. I just like. Just to keep me focused and I just play them on loop the whole time I'm not even joking it's just mm. the same shit so it's like those two songs I put down because they like kept my energy up kept my focus up dur- during during the uni day um, and then now like I've come to the end of the submissions and I've only got one exam left a few days the sun's out in Manchester do you know what I mean it's crazy yeah. sort of like I've got another song that I, I literally heard it like a couple of days ago I'm like wow that made me feel good because the sun's out exams are nearly done um the I'll, I'll, I'll pick one i'll pick one the, the free word just what i am um by kid cuddy still brazy by yg and best life by hardy caprio everyone knows that song but like yeah. it, just, it just it just came on like once and i was like wow yeah. this is gonna june's gonna be a great month so mm, i'm gonna give it to i'm gonna give it to still brazy by yg you know because that that song's just been on loop and it's just like bare funky and it's just like kept my focus. I like it. So yeah. Sick. Um the Hyde Caprio one's such a summer anthem. Mm-hmm. I love that. That guy only appears for like two months of the year and then yeah. dips dips back. June and July. Yeah. What about you, Harry? What are you saying? Um, so I'm a big fan of Denzel Curry, which is like spoken about probably once a month on this podcast. Um, he released his album probably this time actually like two months ago last year uh, when I see your future he's done a live at Electric Lady album um, which well whatever you EP you know seven songs from a live recording at Electric Lady I don't know what it is to be honest I've never heard of Electric Lady but clearly you record live songs there it's like a live lounge but he's got his and uh, um, he's he makes like soulful jazz rap songs like it's really nice. Um, and he's got Powers Pleasant. If either of you know who that is, he's another rapper who's like not that well known, but he's he's decent. Like some of his songs I really like. 
and it's just really sick because you listen to the album and it's like highly produced and everything and but then mm -hmm. this is like the live like raw it's so so nice so free flow and it's just beautiful and he's got a couple of new songs in there that he's not done before it's just yeah it's it's a lovely way to start the summer really i love that i love that my track of the week is love yours by j cole Ugh. classic yeah 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 this just came on this week it kind of made me appreciate what i have like, obviously we talked about self-improvement earlier like obviously we always want better but yeah. at the moment we've got a lot and it's important to remember that and we've got a lot of people around us and we're privileged do you know what i mean so yeah this song was just kind of a reminder that yeah they could always be better and someone's always gonna have something better than you but appreciate what you have currently and like make it work do you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah that's a banging song that Chat was nearly mine last week nearly mine last week listen man sort of like, i love j cole man love j cole um what's next audio visual crazy tom uh, yeah man again this is a tough one two 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 shows bro i'm telling you man everything's just tough brother the, all, the things of the week man it gets me but finish but <laughs> it's going finish some verb mate Phineas Phineas now brother i'm telling you i've pride myself on honesty yeah now I was gonna put I was gonna put down Bojack Horseman because I've been re re, re like rewatching it yeah and it's like Love still it. the greatest TV show ever made cool yeah but it's not it's not it's not the honest answer bro the honest answer is Phineas and Ferb because sometimes in the mornings sometimes in the evenings before bed just make slap that shit on couple episodes half an hour and it's still it's still funny as ridiculous as it is it's still funny bro and it's just like. Just have it, have it on in the background while I'm doing something else. Bang, it's superb, bro. Um, so I, because I, I remember watching that as a kid, and then it's just been like cropping up every now and again. Like, and even the guy that like voices all the characters and made the show, he's got a YouTube channel, um, like Dan Povermeyer or something like that. And Doyle was showing me it, and it's just like, just yeah. actually very interesting. So yeah, I think it's superb, me. I love the song, the intro song, bro. I yeah, bro. I, I, I'd sing it for you, man. But I'm a bit, I'm a bit shy. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Harry, what about, what about yours? I, I, raised, I, raised, I raised my cap to that because I did. I watched some over Christmas, to be honest. Were, like, you know, Disney Plus. Oh, it, just has get, it has to get touched up sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but mine, mine is Ted Lasso. And not for the reason that I think it's a beautiful piece of, like, I think it's quite slow. I, I like it, but I think it, there's like points that I don't. In, like I think it's just something that's all right to watch, um, but I think it's episode nine. I don't know, but throughout the third season, there's a gay character in it, but he's like hiding it from his teammates, and like it slowly comes to the fore in like the ninth season, everyone finds out, and I think the way they did it is just really powerful, and it also watching it made me feel like like I've never been in any way against like any kind of like sexual orientation or do what you want to do to be honest but like I've never been an advocate like I've never like you know thought about someone else in the way of like you know going out of my way to accommodate someone who might be different to me 
and I, I watched it and I thought, you know, that everyone could take a lesson from this episode because black people struggle to come out because of people's attitudes and like also just the unspokenness of it sometimes. Like it's mm -hmm. not always that people are against it. It's just people don't give it any time or attention. So if you had a mate who wanted to come out, they don't know how you're going to react because you've never like shown any positive love to it in any yeah. like anyone anyone else's case. So like I feel like if anyone I know is like that, then I would want them to like be able to tell me. And I feel like they they would probably be a bit nervous just because I've never been outwardly like you know positive i've never been negative but i've just been neutral yeah. and that's not enough i'd say it's a different way of thinking about it i never thought about it like that to be fair hey. so i'd say yeah, we could do more yeah definitely yeah that's 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 a good that's a good selection for this week i'm still yet to uh start to lasso to be honest it's, it's it's on my list but yeah lovely pick there um mine's Filthy Fellas, um, with John Arno Risa, the episode they did. Okay. I thought it was like, hilarious. Like, footballers from that generation, I feel like we've got more of a connection to footballers of this generation. But for yeah. footballers, like, even like in recent history, so like his time, um, we didn't feel like much connection to them, like, like, like Gerrard and Skulls and that, them, man. Like, but like, he's so funny. Um, he gets on, it's just like lads banter and in a positive way, obviously. But it's just like, it's just brilliant. And it's just football banter. And yeah, he tells some great stories there. He told a story about um, how they were away in Barcelona and um, Craig Bellamy like wanted to fight him or something. Mm. The golf, like the whole golf type incident thing. And then, then they both won. Well, the team won in Barcelona. They won 2 1. And then Bellamy scored and he got like the assist to him or something. Yeah. Like, no, he scored and Bellamy got the assist. Yeah. Bellamy did the whole golf swing celebration yeah. and he was telling us like kind of what you don't hear about that. And yeah, it's just a banging episode to be honest. Cool. Yeah, I saw a clip of that. It's a good story. Yeah, it was. I'm just going to go blow my nose quickly. Sorry. Yeah, baby. So no podcast now. So obviously you man Offion is is a, is a smelly guy. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, he's back. So I was taken over for a sec. <laughs> oh really? Is everyone cut? Yeah man, I went to hydration station, baby. My fourth, my fourth pint. What about thing of the week, Tom? What do you have for me? Mm. Well, talking of Afghan cuisine, mate. My thing of the week, yeah, is it's a combo between. It's a combination. It's a drink and an item of food. Yeah. Okay. But it's Rita's Rain. Oh. <laughs> Rita's Rain and Rubicon Guava. Yeah. Now hear me out on this one. Because, again, I've I've been to... The Rita's Rain comes so nice and it's in uh, Piccadilly Square. Bang. It is a bit expensive though, so I've, I've limited myself to like once or twice this week. But in the long library days, mate, in the long library days, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're at 8am, you need a bit of an hour break, some fresh air. So I'd, I'd leave my stuff at the library, get a bus into town, 
you know, you can be there and back and eating in within 45 minutes. Head to mm. Rita's Rain, jerk chicken, jollof rice, bit mm. of jerk gravy, room con guava. Mate, it's just like, wow. It's banging. It's banging. The portion size is wham. And yeah. room con guava, the last time I had that drink was like back in like year nine at school. Didn't even touch it once. Had it the other day. I'm like, wow. So that's yeah. the, that's, that's my thing of the week. Rita's Rain deserves a lot of love. It's brilliant. Mm. Harry? Um, so mine was going to be Thames, like Blondie McCoy's brand Thames and Hunter. They made some like trudges and a hat and some shit. It's a nice collaboration. But I'm going down the food route too. Um, these bad boys. Ooh, the Hello Panda. Hello Panda. Bro, they are. I've never seen them. Can you hold them up again, please? Bro, you can buy them. You can buy them in Sainsbury's now, no? I think so. Yeah, like I got these from. Yeah, I got these from Sainsbury's. Um, but basically, my missus introduced them to me. Go ahead. Oh fuck off, Siri. <laughs> um, my missus introduced them to me. Introduced me to them. Either way, but I I think they're an Asian snack. I'm not really sure, but like. They're always in Asian stores anyway, so that's where we mostly get them. But they're just sick. Like, they're lovely. They're little biscuits. You can get them in so many flavours. Like, these ones are plain biscuits with chocolate inside. You can get chocolate biscuits with chocolate inside. You can get strawberry inside. You can... Strawberry. Strawberry's the goat flavour, mate. Do what you want, but they're just lovely. (laughs) And if they are Asian, then Asians need to stop gatekeeping them because they're good. Yeah. I, I need to try some. I need to try some. My thing of the week are these Mela sunglasses. I don't know. They're just like, like nice sunglasses. Yeah. I'll see this the season. Um, so yeah, I just think they're a bit lovely. They're proper like grown up sunglasses. Huh? You're going to get them? Um, Maybe. I just like them for now, but we'll see. I'll talk to my accountant and see if we can sh- shift around the numbers and that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Shuffle, shuffle the, the books or whatever. Uh, balance the books is what. This... Balance the books. <laughs> um, sports fixture of the week. Yeah. Oh. Um, I've gone for, and it's a fixture that relies on another fixture. So hopefully someone else has said the other one. Maybe if if they've gone down a footballing route. But I've gone, um, I've gone Leicester West Ham because oh yeah, um, and it does rely on the other game, which is Everton versus Wolves, I believe. But Leicester and Everton, two massive sides in the Prem, two big big sides, and one of them's going down. It's pretty certain that Leeds and uh, Southampton are gone, or Southampton are definitely gone. Um, but Leicester. I sit sit in the relegation zone and I think Everton are two points above them um, so it would be big if one of those goes down and I think Leicester need, need a result against West Ham and they need to hope that Everton slip up against Wolves so that's where my eyes are going to be on on Sunday Everton are playing Bournemouth are they playing Bournemouth? Everton yeah. Bournemouth there you go so but Leicester West Ham that's a, that's a big game I kind of hope I feel like I want Everton to go down I can't lie and Everton's goal difference is a lot worse than Leicester's. So, like, if if Everton got a point and Leicester win, Everton would go down. 
But if they're level on yeah. points, Everton are going. So West Ham, that's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Leicester at home, though, the fans will be up for it. Plus Wolves. Wolves is a diff. Wolves always just love to draw, man. So like Wolves are playing Arsenal, bro. What? I'm sorry, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Bournemouth, bro. Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth. But okay, if it was Wolves, that would be tough for Everton. But Bournemouth, yeah. nah, I don't know. You think Everton will get the three points there? But yeah, you know, it's really pressure at the final day, mate. That's true. See. It's exciting though. It's a shame the title race didn't go that far, but mind that. <laughs> yeah, it's alright. You move. Yeah, trust me, Harry. What about you? Um, the mind's a bit out of the box this week. I have gone for the test between England and Ireland. At Lords, um, I chose it mostly because also I wanted to leave Monaco open for someone else, and yeah, like I've not chosen cricket. I've not really spoken about cricket on this podcast, but I do like cricket. I've not watched cricket for a while, so this might be something I have to tune into to like get back into it. But I used to play it like weekly. Um, amazing that Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad are still part. Of the squad, as is Chris Wokes and Ben Stokes, and like it's Ireland versus England. England are going to win. There's there's no point watching it if you're expecting some kind of like tense. I mean, okay, to be fair, if we collapse, then we collapse and we could lose. But I mean, it's not really going to happen. It's Ireland, but so <laughs> like what their best ever player. It's probably Evan Morgan and he's he was our captain. So like mm-hmm. I I it's just if you want to watch cricket or get into a new sport, you know, have a bit of a gander, watch some of the best people in the world, apply their trade. Jimmy Anderson's bowling will be, I assume, exceptional as ever. Johnny Johnny Bairstow at the crease, smacking boundaries left and right. It's just a nice chill one to put on in the background. I love that. Um, my sports fixture is Coventry versus Luton, FA not FA Cup, um, League. What's it? The Championship Playoff Final. Playoffs, yeah. Yeah, at Wembley. This is is known as the most expensive match in football because the winnings are like one hundred fifty mil. Whoever wins, um, and this is just it tends to be each year a bang fixture actually. Um, Luton. Everyone's obviously seen on social media the stadium and that, like where it is, how residential it is. So that kind of stadium being in the Prem would be just a bit mad. Like that would uh, be that be... Yeah. And Coventry, they've had a decent season. They've got this striker, I can't remember his name, but some blonde guy who's an absolute bagsman. And they've got a couple of Arsenal loanies like like Norton something, Crofty. Um, but yeah, that should be a really exciting game. Um, Coventry, not so, not so long ago, were like struggling financially as well. So it'd be quite a nice story for them to that kind of, kind of rags to riches, kind of get back into the prem and loosen themselves. Like I said about their stadium, and again, like um, like Lewis Dunk for 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 um, Brighton. There's there's their striker. I can't remember his name now, but he's come up with them through the leagues as well. Um, so that again, there's nice narratives either side. So yeah, it's definitely one to tune in on on, on Saturday. That's it. 
Exactly that. Um, and I think that's a wrap for today, man. No, it's not. No, oh. it's not. That's not wrap. I've got one question, yeah, that I had written down, yeah? Because I, I saw it in a... Also, it's very rude of you, man. You should let your guests ask some questions at the end. Yeah, cool. Oh, it's, um, okay. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Now, I, I saw... On a, I was literally... There was the last video I saw on TikTok before I went to bed, yeah? And it was Joe Rogan and Theo Vaughn talking about what animal they reckon they could take in a fight. So I just wanted both both of your opinions here. One, literally one question. Like, the, f- the first one was actually if every animal in the world had to fight, who'd win everything, but that's boring. Bro, what, 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 what is the largest animal you could take in a fight based on reputation, their size, and their behaviour? Kangaroo. The largest animal. A kangaroo. Kangaroo. That's a, yeah. I've this conversation with get someone else. I... <sighs> kangaroo, bro. Their legs are powerful, bro. I know. Like, if you get a lucky strike, you know. I, I had this conversation with someone else and they we concluded that it was their idea that, that a sheep would be the only thing manageable. She's actually taken a fight. I reckon a sheep could beat you, to be honest. Me? Or just in no, the human population? Anyone, anyone yeah. there. Sheep that aggressive, though. Yeah, bro, just, you could just choke be. out a sheep. I could definitely take on a crocodile, just saying. I... No way, no way. Bro. You think you, how are you going to kill a crocodile, bro? Three, give me three months, bro. Choke it, choke it. Listen, a crocodile is not that versatile. Actually, oh, it is actually. It's land and sea, isn't it? You oh, can't land and sea. You can't a crocodile, bro. The sheep, no, I'm not a, croc. the, a sheep is the only thing that that you'd be able to kill. I reckon. A kangaroo would be tough, bro. Kangaroos are no joke. That kick uh, as well. I, yeah, I take. I do take it back. I think, like, I, like as I say, I read the reason I've, it's feasible if you get the lucky shot. But like, I think nine yeah. times out of ten, that lucky shot. Isn't happening for you. Well, kangaroo just turned to a boxing match as well, bro. Just yeah, like... yeah. Like, well, that's I'll, that's I'll why still... I think I chose them because like, I just thought the animal that's like most known for like actually being a boxer. Yeah, it would be it'd be the fairest legal fight. Yeah, you know, fairest yeah. legal get get a referee in there as well. Do you know, just break it up. <laughs> when, when when the kangaroo starts clinching, you know you're fucked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, fair play. A crocodile would be long dead. Nah, I reckon I still got it though. Land and sea, bro. Oh my god, bro, have you seen my face? Is it, bro, just have you seen ego, a crocodile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, can bite, I can bite harder. Don't worry about that. You can. Now, now, now we should end the podcast, bro. For real, on that yeah, state. Okay. Yeah. Thank you to Harry again for being here, being the co- the best co-host one could ask for. Like um, and obviously, thanks to our special guests. Mr. TV, um, Triple Threat, whatever you know, know him as, Tom Burnett. Ted. Um, Ted, to some. Ted, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Like, you brought good energy, good character, great wisdom as well. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not easy to come on, no. um, on, a, pod, on a podcast um, and, you know, be on a few big platforms like Spotify and YouTube. So, yeah, so big respect for you stepping out and actually doing it because a lot of people, they have it in them. So, yeah, shout out you. Uh, fair play. It's been, it's been fun, man. I've really enjoyed it. So, it's been class. I actually, there was so much more stuff, like, because I was I was having a think of some, like, questions I could ask you, man. I actually wrote them down. It's like, wow, it's crazy. We've been here two hours and yeah. we've, we've still got 
Like, I wanted to know, like, if you shit in the library and stuff like that. Like, oh, mate. Oh, that could, do you know what? You can come on soon again. Like, actually, yeah. soon, next next couple weeks or. Yeah, because I want to, I want to, like, break down, like, where you, where you shit, if you shit. I don't know. I'm not accusing you of anything, like, sort of. Because that, that, like, someone needs to do a comprehensive analysis of that library because there's so many different sections and colors and just, yeah, do you know what I mean? True. That, that but, could be a nice one because we could get. A couple others on as well. We can explain to Harry what goes on in our library. That yeah. is nuts. There you go. You can talk to him about the where all the baddies sit and all the baddies so, sit. Yeah. Listen, yeah. And, and you can even like relate it, make it relative to the rest of the world. Like you know, is is this a library yeah. specific thing? Like, are there parts of the library where you, you know, where where would you do it in the real world? But that that's so true, man. It's true. That's so true. Oh but, wow! But that's a that's a thing for another day. But that day needs to happen soon because you're right. There needs to be a breakdown of that library because what goes on there is crazy. Um, it, it is nuts, and I feel like the best way to do it, yeah, is just every house party this June. Just take a, just get your notes app out, make a little tally chart, ask yeah. people where they sit, and bang. Then we'll just have like a that's true. X, XG of Lengus in the library. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know yeah, if I'm walking into Purple Four. What what the what the attractiveness level saying? Do you know what I mean? That's it's crazy. crazy. My crush, she sits in purple full, so it's got to be high, man. It's got to be high. But anyway, yeah. Thanks, oh, my. And, oh, no. yeah love, Cold. love and affection. Love and affection. Love and affection. Love and affection. Bye. Cheers. I'm glad Ice Spice is in a relationship. I know you're a big fan of her, Tom, as well. Me? You love Ice Spice, no? No, nah, Ice Spice, I mean, Ice Spice is overrated, man.